Bill Maher, an offensive forest name, and Kamala Harris says something stupid again. St. Your Mama's podcast, the Chico Demanuel Show. Let's get it. Something happened to me the other day, and it made me painfully aware of how the attitude of this younger generation is kind of fucked up, and they don't have any kind of reverence for elders. That moral has never been instilled with them. As a matter of fact, the older you are, the more they want to pick on you to show you that there's something. You know, it's kind of like Jake Paul beating up all these old guys and, like, trying to catapult himself into a boxing career on... On, on the fossils of fighting, like, you know. But anyways, it was a pretty hot day outside. And I, it was hot. Yeah, I just said that. It was hot. And I put, you know, some of uh, the clothes. And I was carrying a backpack. I put all my warmer clothes in the backpack. And I had on some, a rather short pair of shorts. Like, you know, just kind of like the the shorts they used to wear, like in the Wilt Chamberlain era of basketball. Like, how you know, how short the shorts used to be back then. And I was at this park, and it was just an aggressive, nonstop onslaught of bees. So I went to go find somewhere else to sit. So it was this old broken-down-ass bench, and there was a couple people sitting there already. And I walk up, and I start setting my shit down. And this little fucking whippersnapper, this little rude, impotent little punk, not impotent, impetuous, (laughs) You might be impotent too, but impetuous is what I meant. He says, hey man, if you don't take them shorts off, you can't sit here, bro. I'm like, I'm looking around, I'm like, what the fuck? And this other lady was sitting there, she's like, no, don't don't pay no attention to him. You can go ahead and sit down. And I'm like, oh no, I, I'm, I know that, but I'm just confused. I'm trying to figure out if this little nigga think he my daddy or something. Like, what's going on? Like, nigga, I don't know you. You don't know me. But you feel so comfortable to just come up and cut into me. Like, like, like we've been like chopping it up for years, nigga. Like we, like we go back, little bitch. I don't know you. He goes on and on talking about shouldn't no man be wearing these shorts. He'd beat my ass and make me sit somewhere else. It's like now you're threatening me. 
So like in reality, what I should have done was set my book bag down and slammed this little bitch ass on his neck. That's what I should have done. Cause like the 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 disrespect is already present. Like it doesn't matter whether you're gonna follow through on that threat. You've I've done nothing but walked into this area, which is public. You don't own it. You probably don't own anything. You know. So I'm in an area where I got every fucking right to be. And you just start cussing at me and threatening me and shit. It's like, nigga, fuck you, bro. Like, I'm, bro, you probably couldn't be a day over 23, man. I'm almost 10 years older than you. You obviously can't control yourself yet. You know, you probably still think with your dick because you're a little dumbass, nigga. You know, I pretty much told him that. Like, bro, I don't, I don't give a fuck. Like, unless you're going to buy my wardrobe and beat my ass and make me move. Nigga, if you're going to do it, let's make it happen. Cause I just don't want to talk about it. Like, that's a really boring conversation. You little rude-ass punk. And then the kicker is, after he says, you know, he got lucky, you, you know, I got stuff, I'm working on it, blah, 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 little bullshit, meaningless-ass, pseudo-self-awareness. He's like, hey, yo, you got a phone? And I'm just like, yeah, I got two of them. This motherfucker's like, wait, well, can, um, can you do me a favor and play a song for me? I'm like, bitch, I actually asked this nigga. I'm not the type of nigga to ask nobody for no apology, especially if they said something they meant. Like, I don't really care for apologies. Like, apologies, if you was really sorry, you just show me you were sorry. You know, I'm not going to say you wouldn't have done it in the first place, even though a lot of times that that rule does apply. But if you're sorry, show me you're sorry. Don't tell me you're sorry because apologies get old fast. They need to be rare and uncommon. But like apologizing all the time is a good way to just get cut off by me. So it's like, but but like this nigga was just so outwardly disrespectful off the off like out the gate. Some stranger, some little twerp, dweeb that I don't even fucking know. It's like, bro, if I if I was to do anything for you, it would not come before you give me an apology. Like not today. Like I would have to bump into you again at some point in the future. You have to still have been thinking about that shit and you have to offer me apology for me to do anything for you, even acknowledge your existence. But I know you're not going to do that because you are you a young head like you are you are uh, you a rabble rouser like you just you just moving in whatever direction that's that's got momentum. So it's like I, I don't give a fuck about you. Like after this conversation that we have right now, you're going to be dead to me, homie. Like. I wouldn't piss on a fire to put your ass out, bitch. Like, nigga, I would watch you starve to death. Your ass is like, like rubbish is a level up in terms of like, you're not even worth these insults, nigga. Your ass just some loud mouth ass nigga who seen some shit you didn't like and expressed how you thought about it, which was fine. What was wrong was the way you did it. And then like aggressive, not even ad hominem. There was no debate. Like you just aggressively went at me. Like, and then didn't do nothing. Like, you had all the chance and opportunity if you was going to put your hands on me. You had all the room to do it, but you'd rather sit back and talk shit, which let me know you're not even a serious person. You can't even, like, follow up on your idle threats, nigga. So I ain't worried about your little drug. Yeah, I ain't worried about anything you is. Like, nigga, the only reason I left from that area was, turns out it was more bees where I went and encountered this little fucker than it was where I came from. And I'm just, it, I just can't, sometimes that shit gets overwhelming for me. I understand bees might not sting me every time, but I don't need shit flying up in my ears and in my face and in my eyes 
Like, I'm a t- pretty twitchy motherfucker. I got good reflexes, and these motherfuckers will have me looking like Bruce Lee, shadow boxing, trying to keep my keep the airspace around my head free of bees, <laughs> you know? But just just that, you know, I had even like, what, a week before that, I had a motherfucker cutting me at the bus stop. It's like I'm just sitting here shadow boxing. I'm waiting on the bus. Just, just simple shit. One two, one two, one two. Just you know, working on just basics. Keeping my hands up. You know, stance, all that shit. And I heard some dude make a comment like, "Huh, man, he think he know karate." Blah blah blah. This and that. I just didn't pay that shit no mind. And he walks past me and just like, "Hey man, be careful." I'm like, "What? What? You know, be careful, man. I don't want you to hit me." It's like, nigga, if, if I wanted to hit you, like, you'd be hit. Like, ain't nobody going to hit your ass. Like, yeah, but I'm just letting you know, man. Be careful. Blah, blah, blah. And, like, we getting in a little back and forth spat. I'm basically telling this nigga, like, bro, I'm standing at this bus stop with all these motherfuckers. Ain't hit nobody. Ain't no else, nobody else been worried about being hit. But here your ass go, like, trying to, like, you want to be starting something, nigga. Like, trying to get me riled up or, like, make me displace, like, how... You know, you're trying to get under my skin, but it's like, I'm just, I'm just wondering why you a weird ass nigga at the bus stop want to talk to me. Like, you know, why you like, what's your, what's your angle, nigga? Like, why are you doing this? And he starts transitioning all that shit. Oh, you, I'm a finger in the booty ass nigga, homosexual and all this shit. And it's just like, so what, you a weird ass nigga at the bus stop who, who, who sits and ponders to whatever degree of detail who people fucking and then like insult them. For that shit like people you don't know is is that like some type of tiktok trend is that a hobby am i missing something because as far as i'm concerned that shit is lame disrespectful and inappropriate as fuck like whoever somebody is fucking is like whether it's whatever the fuck it is it's just none of your random business as a person that you don't i don't know like i don't owe any strangers any insight any any description of what the fuck I do sexually, nigga. If all I did was fucked furniture, that's that concerns me. Like what you think about it, that that shit don't even. It's not even a USB slot for that shit. Like I might give a fuck about your opinion or your worldview in this context, nigga. Like sitting here minding my business and you over here trying to pick a fight with me. You lack of respect, having ass niggas. It's like I don't know what these niggas be thinking. Like I didn't see crazy motherfuckers. I didn't. Seen motherfuckers that I did not want to really pursue because I don't didn't think that they would be capable of backing down, you know, if I kept saying shit like they was going to use me as a tool to escalate a situation. And like, because I just, but it'd be just like, I'm not, I'm not trying to go down that route. Like, if a nigga want to fight, just come hit me, come swing on me. And all that shit just stems from a fucking overall lack of respect. That a lot of these motherfuckers have. That's why they dick is dry. That's why people don't like them. That's why these niggas don't have no job. They got some kind of off-ass hustle and you riding around putting dime bags in a fucking, in a, in a, in a motherfucking game leaf. And that shit keep falling apart because there's not even really enough weed to sustain that shit. Because you a broke-ass, hating-ass nigga for no reason. For no reason. I didn't do nothing to these... I don't do nothing to these motherfuckers. I never know which one of these crazy-ass niggas is walking around the city, bro. I don't... I don't... 
I do not occupy myself with that with that kind of energy. So I just be wondering, like, where is it coming from? Because, like, if a nigga disrespect me, my mentality is, like, I didn't disrespect you, so I'm not just going to tolerate it. Like, it's going to be an instant problem. But a lot of times, if I offer a motherfucker an opportunity to escalate the straight to fisticuffs, nigga, the conflict, nigga just want to bark. And, like, I don't have no patience, no tolerance for that shit. Like, I, I can comfortably mark you as a bitch right now just because, like, nigga, you can't even... You can't even finish what you started. You a bum. <laughs> you know? And that's why I, I, I'm, I'm a lot more upset about this than I seem. But when I just think about it, like, I just comfortably look back on this shit. And just, you know, like, I, 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 I control those situations. Like, I took charge. Like, I'm not finna sit here and get triggered by bum-ass niggas I don't know. It's because they don't... I can't expect respect from somebody who don't even respect themselves or don't know how to deliver that shit, you know, in a, just a general upfront fashion. Like, everybody don't get 100% respect when I meet them, but everybody can get about 25, 30% respect out of me just off the strength, you know. These young niggas, even some of these old niggas, like, it's just a lot of disrespect going around, man, and... That shit get on my nerves sometimes. Like I understand it's something I'm gonna have to deal with. And, you know, as a man, I'm 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 okay being thrown into these disrespectful situations to see how I can navigate my way out of them. It's always like a good test for me. So I'm not really tripping. But at times it can be like, you know, like there is a, a physiological reaction to that shit that's not always pleasant or welcome just because somebody else is fucking stupid. You know? I just wish motherfuckers would get a hint. Somebody going to fuck around and I'm going to split their goddamn head open because that's what the fuck they wanted. And they're going to run up on me and I'm going to break his goddamn face and I'm going to sleep like a baby because that's what your disrespectful ass deserve, you fucking bum. This right here coming from Newsweek. Jordan Peterson weighs in on Bill Maher's controversial remark on Joe Rogan. Um, I read ahead on this article. I wouldn't, I don't think, I think it's only controversial in the sense that every fucking thing is controversial nowadays. Like if you say something that's an independent thought that expresses disagreeance or perceptible content, contempt, then it's like, you know, I'm offended. You know, it's and it's controversial. It's like in a in a in a regular society with normal function human human beings, what he said would not even be a blip on the fucking radar. So let's get into this. It's a nice picture of JP. Jordan Peterson has defended Bill Maher after the comedian shared controversial views on gender reassignment while appearing on a podcast. Mar sat down with commentator Joe Rogan on his show, The Joe Rogan Experience, and discussed talking points, including former U.S. President Donald Trump's indictments, the 2024 election, and obesity. In an online clip that has emerged from the podcast recording session has been viewed more than 3.3 million times on X, the comedian added his thoughts on gender reassignment. Mar said any pain or shortening of life caused by gender reassignment outweighed the rationale to undergo the procedure, with the notion being ridiculous. In the video, Mar said, quote, this is just me, but I'm allowed my opinion. 
If I was 100 billion percent convinced I was born in the wrong body, I still wouldn't do anything to my body because medical considerations come first. He added, the idea that you can take some sort of puberty blockers or or just snap on, snap off organs without really hurting myself medically and taking years off my life is ridiculous. Mar ended his example of how he would live if he felt in the wrong body with, I would somehow make it work. Influencer Peterson reposted a video clip on X and added his views. Peterson said, it's controversial if you're a greedy, sadistic, psychopathic surgeon butcher or a cowardly, lying, ideologically possessed therapist enabler at Bill Maher as Joe Rogan. Maher's video clip discussing Trump in the 2024 election on Rogan's YouTube channel has been viewed over 1.2 million times, with his discussion on obesity being treated as a disease, racking up 824,000 views. The full podcast episode is available on Spotify and is an hour and 20 minutes long. The show notes signposts to the political commentator's HBO show, Real Time with Mar, his podcast, Club Random, and his upcoming appearances in Las Vegas. Rogan started his podcast back in 2009, and by 2015, it had become one of the world's most popular podcasts. Commentator and psychologist Peterson is not one to shy away from airing his views. He recently slammed Disney CEO Bob Iger and the company's range of LGBTQ plus pride and transgender flags built into decor at a Disney theme park. That remark is one of his many against the company and its woke policies. He also recently misgendered YouTuber Jazz Jennings online when sharing an article about the star. Newsweek has reached out to Peterson's representatives via email for comment. So yeah, what he said was... Any pain or shortening of life caused by gender reassignment outweigh the rationale to undergo the procedure with the notion being ridiculous. See, it's, it's, it's controversial, right? That's that's so utterly controversial. If you're not talking about it, then that indicates some type of mental di disability in you. Because this is so controversial I mean, like, not you can't just call it controversial. You have to say it's so controversial. So actually, this Newsweek headline is just Bill Maher's controversial remark. You mean so controversial remark? You know, and I'm sure somebody's offended by it because it's, it's reasonable and it's, it's eloquent and it's direct. Like, people tend to not like that kind of language because it forces them to have to confront reality just to even entertain the conversation like when someone's talking and you processing what they saying like you have to hear it and at least like simulate that scenario in your mind whether you respond to it whether you agree with it like that you have to process that incoming information so that process of analyzing what you just heard on a minute on a minute level creates a mental image you know in your mind and when you do that with these people it forces them to have to align with objective reality and think about the real world and they are vehemently against that you have to be if you think what he said is controversial i'm glad jordan peterson defended bill maher bill maher gets a lot of shit because they but he, they call him like an old school liberal because i don't think anybody would describe bill maher as a conservative that's just never been his shtick but Bill Maher, has, he's just got, he's a, got common sense, you know? 
And I agree with the same thing. Like I've been I've been down that road. And it's like at no point was I ever on board with like getting some kind of like incisive invasive procedure that that would, you know, to look more like a girl. Like no. If the clothes and makeup aren't enough, then there's nothing I can do. And let's not forget, I'm not a girl. I'm not. I'm not a woman. This is not it ain't like I just could just step into a woman's suit and start menstruating. Like, that ain't how it work. Like, there are things specific to the female, the XY chromosome, I mean, the XX, excuse me, XX chromosome, that I cannot do, that I don't possess. And that's okay. But to sit here and escalate this charade, this charade to some hyperbolic fucking just... It's calamity. Like this is just out. This is absurdity in mass. You know that this is even considered controversial. The fact that he has to say I'm allowed my opinion when we're discussing this shit. If I was 100 billion percent convinced I was born in the wrong body, I still wouldn't do anything to my body because medical considerations come first. And it's like that. That just seemed like common sense. Like if you if you felt if you was dysphoric and you felt like you was born in the wrong body or however that works and you go to the doctor about this shit and they say, Well yes, there's a thirty percent chance the procedure will be successful and if it is successful you're gonna lose these, these, these and these functions and they're gonna be permanently lost and you'll probably you'd be lucky if you live past fifty. And you just be like, Okay, go ahead. Like, hell no. Whereas, let's just assume if you didn't do that shit, you can live to like 80. Like, you can have a much richer, fuller, lengthier life. But you throwing it away to like join a cult. This shit is a cult-like religion now. That's the only way things like this, when said, can be remotely controversial. There's nothing controversial about saying it, it, it's suggesting that you can't just take some puberty blockers or just snap on, snap off organs without hurting yourself and taking years off your life. There's nothing ridiculous, offensive, out of, out of line. It's a perfectly normal statement to make, especially from an open-minded individual who's trying to like walk themselves down the same mental avenue that these people have so they could try to be on the right side of the coin. Because most of the controversy from this shit comes from the alphabet group. That's where all the controversy comes from and the things they want to do and impose. Like having dudes disrobing in the fucking bathroom with women and them being in women's sports, destroying and injuring them. You know, dudes out in public demanding that you call them she. Like the fuck, man? That's controversial. But just saying like, hey man, if I if 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 I had to choose between permanent disfiguration or I or you know, no disfiguration but a full life, I'm me personally, I'm inclined to take the latter option. And I don't think it's controversial to suggest it. 
Like Jordan Peterson said, it's controversial if you're a greedy, statistic, psychopathic, surgeon book butcher. Because somebody's, you know, taking money out of your pocket or trying to take away your ability to mutilate and butcher people who clearly they got some, they got some they need to clean out the attic you know they need to go upstairs and do some spring cleaning you know cowardly lying ideologically possessed therapist enabler like it's wordy but it's accurate like you got to be some kind of fucked up to 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 find statements like that controversial because you can't just snap on and snap off organs and with the e with the ease of availability of knowledge of these things nowadays, like everyone should know that there's like you can't go to the liver depot and just you know swap out for a new one and recycle the old one to reduce your carbon footprint. Like that ain't how this shit works at all. You know, they try to make this shit seem simple, but all it's really doing is over overcomplicating. Already known and accepted facets, you know, of life, like, you know, canonical shit. This ain't ever been mystery. So the fact that what Bill Maher said is controversial doesn't even matter because anything Bill Maher says is going to be controversial to, you know, the modern day leftists who believe in, in, in this stupid shit who believe that anything that doesn't align with so-called gender-affirming care is, you know, is, is, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> Man, I heard Ben Shapiro use it. That's not anathema. I mean, it is anathema, but that's not the word I'm looking Animus. Yeah, it's animus. That's what that is. Like, anything against the gender ideologues, Anything they got going on is it's just animus. So uh yeah. That's so much that's that's what I got on controversy. <laughs> this one is fucking stupid. I mean fucking unadulterated, raw, from the source, farm the table, stupid. And is from USA Today. Offensive national forest name to be changed. What to know? Like, yeah, good question. What the fuck is there to know about that? Why should I care? You guys find every goddamn thing offensive nowadays and you're tearing down statues and tearing and fucking shit up because, because you live in a different era. It's the narcissistic imposition of... Just, just, man, magnified hubris and just arrogance. It's fucking ridiculous, man. But this is this the world we live in now. Uh, a clash over the name of a national forest is picking up steam in Ohio. Oh, well, this is in Ohio. I, I really, I care ten times less now. This is in Ohio. Fuck, fuck the national forest in Ohio. I hope it is offensive. Shit. Wayne National Forest, named after Revolutionary War Major General Anthony Wayne, is in southeast Ohio, about 60 miles from Columbus. 
Wayne is known for leading a decisive battle against Ohio's Native American tribes that led to their displacement, the Cincinnati Inquirer, part of the USA Today Network, reported. The U.S. Department of Agriculture's Forest Service last month proposed changing the name to the Buckeye National Forest. Oh, God. That's so gay. The Buckeye National Forest? Citing requests from local community members, Native American tribes, and others. No. I mean, granted, the Buckeyes would be worse. It, it would be better than, like, what the, what the Redskins did and just go from Redskins to Washington football team. It is better than that. At least you got Ohio State Buckeyes to, like, kind of buttress that on. But it still fucking sucks. The National Forest is currently named after General Anthony Wayne, whose complicated legacy includes leading a violent campaign against the indigenous peoples of Ohio that resulted in their removal from their homelands, the Forest said in a news release. The Forest Service said in a new release. The current forest name is offensive because of this history of violence. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I'm not offended by it. So does that still make it offensive? I don't find it offensive. <clears throat> Excuse me. The proposed new name refers to Ohio's state tree and is a common nickname for the state. The USDA Forest Service said other proposed names include Ohio National Forest and Cotiwa National Forest. I mean, better, also not bad names, but this is what I was talking about on the last episode, like this change, like they're 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 forcing this change like there's n nothing inherently wrong with the forest name like it says nothing about the forest like just because it's named after major general anthony wayne it does nothing to the, to any tangible or measurable quality of the forest you guys just want to force some shit to align with whatever morality is contemporary with with today you know and that's it it's not it's irrational. The push in Ohio isn't without its opponents. Senator J.D. Vance, a Republican in Ohio, wrote a letter last month to the Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack, saying the name James denigrates Ohio's history and represents a lack of fidelity to our nation's founding generation. But forest manager Lee Stewart said Native American tribes have sought a name change for decades, the Associated Press reported. Their request was formalized in 2022 under a review of derogatory landmark names launched by the Biden administration. No figure. About 40 tribes have ancestral ties to the forest, which today spreads over 381 square miles. Logan York, a representative of the Miami tribe of Oklahoma, said in a statement that Wayne may be a revolutionary war hero to some, but he is also the main villain in our story of resistance, trying to keep our homes and maintain our lives. For a national forest to bear the name of Anthony Wayne is a harmful and painful reminder and devalues us as native peoples of Ohio. You guys are a bunch of bitches. This is some bitch, soft-ass people shit. It's a harmful and painful reminder. Well, stop thinking of it. If it's so harmful and so painful... Why the fuck would you keep mentally revisiting this shit just to change the name of a forest? Like, it's not going to do anything to the forest. It's not like the wildlife are going to, like, prosper or the trees will get greener or the water will get more watery. 
It's just a fucking name change. It's an abstract, irrelevant thing. How is it harmful? Paying for a reminder of what what they say he did. Like, what's the, what's so, yeah, what, what do he do? Yeah, a violent campaign against the indigenous peoples of Ohio. Okay, so, you know, just who cares? Why are you people so fucking bothered by this shit, man? Like, you want everybody to recognize your heritage and culture and shit? Like, we do. Like, we do. But to sit here and use the identifier of your pain and harm as motivation to change something that's not directly relevant to it. Like, you most likely, like, oh, about in your ancestor's name. Like, man, like, they all had their battles. We got our battles, you know? We got shit going on and we're fighting through, like, like they said, like, you choosing the negative qualities to, like, try to push for something and it doesn't have the, 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 the effect ain't as wholesome as you might think it is. It's not a wholesome effect. It was like, oh, we, we, we've been getting bullied for centuries, so we want you guys to stop now, you know, because all the people that were born before us, they got bullied, you know, but it's like, people don't realize that, like, Sometimes the struggle in your life is what gives you purpose and like you don't get to pick the struggle always. But the fact that you have one is 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 the picture here. It's the big picture. But this is just another woke ass gesture just 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 so people can just sh- shuffle through their days and never have to feel any kind of any feeling that's not happiness or some kind of jovial attribute associated to it. Like anything that's just not endless joy and just jubilance nonstop needs to be eradicated. Like you got to feel good all the fucking time. And that's just not natural. You've been trying to get the name changed for decades. Like, okay, so, so why don't you, where, where was y'all in the campaign for the, y'all let the Washington Redskins exist forever. And y'all didn't have a problem with that, but y'all want to talk about General Anthony Wayne. Like, I didn't even know who the fuck that was. Nobody outside the terrible-ass state of Ohio even knows or gives a flying fuck about Major General Anthony Wayne. Didn't know who that was till I read this article. Why? Because I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck up the forest's name. Forest. Like, I don't care. You can name that shit Stephen King Forest. I don't, like... Well, what the fuck has I got to do with putting food on the table, getting my paycheck, like buying, like, like that shit don't put no weed in my system, don't put no gas in the car I don't have, doesn't help me fly, doesn't do my taxes, like it does nothing. It's just a whiny grievance from some allegedly uh, marginalized group of people. That's all you hear about nowadays. How everybody's so fucking marginalized. Like we all don't share struggles. Like your struggle, like because if somebody wants to name a forest something, oh, that's what unites us. Because we need to change the name of this forest, you know, for the forest's sake. Shit is whiny. Shit is irrational. Shit is childish. And it's Ohio. (laughs) So that. All you need to know is like, yeah, this is this is Ohio, you know. And I thought Ohio was more of a red state. It's definitely more rural. I didn't think they be having this degree of woke shit going on, you know. Why don't we ask the wildlife? Ask 
Why don't we do a Gallup poll and ask all the, the wildlife native to this land what they think about Anthony Wayne? Go ask all the uh, the flamingos. Go ask all the prairie dogs and fucking, uh, you know, ask all the eagles and whatever other kind of shit is walking around in that forest. Ask the bears. Hey, Mr. Hey, Mr. Mountain Bear, what do you think about the name of the forest being... Get your face slapped off, nigga. That's what he think about it. I slap your fucking face off, you faceless fuck. Because <laughs> you want to sit here and talk to me about the name of the goddamn forest. Because that guy, little violent and political... Okay, so what? You telling me... So anybody who ever done something in the past violent should just lose all, you know... It's like, what I, how, What kind of wiring is going on in these, these people's brains where, like, every emotional reaction to something, like, demands the cooperation of somebody else? Like, oh, because you're outraged. I got to do what you want to do now. So what about when I get out? Can I get outraged about something and do that same thing? If somebody, you know, if I can assemble a fucking mob of people all angry about the same shit? Do I get to counter outrage? Or is this just like a one-way street here? End of the day, man, nobody gives a fuck what the name of this forest is. Nobody, like, imagine being like a city-state official or whatever, and this shit slides across your desk. Wouldn't you just go in the bathroom and rub one out and just hope it goes away by the time you get back? This is just fucking utterly absurd, man. And I can't stress it enough. Oh, we we got Kamala Harris running her fucking yap again, opening her fucking mouth, giving us racial lessons about slaves in America, courtesy of fists full of dollars. Kamala Harris sparks nationwide debate after criticizing new black history curriculum. Man, she's just she's just uh. A superfluous example of just woke demagogue bullshit. She's just a leftist mouthpiece pawn. Like, I just, I don't think I've ever heard really an original thing ever come out of her mouth. Like, she's where she is because she's a black woman and Biden needed that shit. Like, she's, she's literally a a, a, a puppet. She's a talking head, man. This is. Uh, she's just really, really annoying to me. I, I find her really annoying overall. I don't, I don't find anything she says inspirational, uplifting. Like she's just <laughs> to me. In a move that has sparked nationwide debate, Florida's 2023 social studies curriculum is set to include lessons on the historical role of slaves in America and the skills they developed. Here's the full story. Mm-hmm. According to a review by CBS News, the state-approved standards have drawn both support and criticism, which most things tend to do. The curriculum aims to provide comprehensive and rigorous instruction on African-American history, but some aspects have raised concern about how slavery's complex legacy is being portrayed to students. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is all. this is all great. Vice President Kamala Harris has condemned the lessons while Florida Governor Ron DeSantis staunchly defends the curriculum, accusing his opponents of pushing woke ideology in schools. Well, I mean, that's exactly what the fuck they're doing. Ron DeSantis is 100% right. And Kamala Harris is 
100%. Like, man. Like, all this, I'm... Man, I talked shit about Florida for a long time. Like, it's not a place I would probably ever go back to live. But Florida's got his head on straight. They're not going out of the world backwards. At least they got that much going for them. Like, they got the things in place that they know they want, and they're not very apologetic about sticking sticking to what the fuck makes sense, you know? And good on Florida for that, you know? That's a a big step in the right direction. The controversial aspect of Florida's curriculum lies in the lessons that highlight how, quote, slaves develop skills that could be used for personal benefit. So, like, I've heard sound bites on the... Um, attitudes surrounding this and what they say is and I heard, I've heard Kamala Harris say this specifically it's like to suggest that there was any upside to slavery is is basically offensive it's her take on it to, to, to suggest that there's any positive aspect whatsoever or there's anything about slavery that's to be looked upon fondly or you know as beneficial it's not real so that's their take against that whole it's because of that sentence lessons that highlight how slaves develop skills that could be used for personal benefit that's like the 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 main drive behind this black history debate in florida in the schools that is the curriculum aims to educate students about the causes, courses, and consequences of the slave trade in the colonies, comparing serfdom to slavery and exploring the historical contact of European explorers with systemic slave trading in Africa. So this is a, an extension of how in America people think that like slavery in America was just was was like paramount. Like they don't understand Slavery happened all over the world. Like, if you lived in that era and you'd have been, let's say, in Europe or something like that, or you'd have been one of the slaves that, like, built the pyramids in Egypt, like, slavery, it was a big slave trade in Africa. Like, slaves were everywhere. Like, slavery would be like walking around now, how people, you can ask somebody for their pronouns. And it wouldn't be a weird thing, whereas if you did that shit back in the day, be like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know? What else we got here? The duties and trades. The benchmark clarification that refers to personal benefit is integrated into a lesson that prompts students to examine the various duties and trades performed by slaves, including agricultural work, domestic service, blacksmithing, and household tasks like tailoring and painting. So if you learn how to be a tailor as a slave and you gain your independence and you like open up a cleaners, a dry cleaners or something or a tailor shop, wouldn't you say that's been, that benefits the no longer a slave? If you learn skills as a slave that you took to a period beyond slavery you know, for one, you're not a slave anymore, so that's a good thing. So what's the sort of bitching about that? And then two, like, not only are you not a slave, you are not equipped with the means to, you know, give yourself a living. 
It's kind of like the whole deal with the prison population when they like somebody's been in prison for like I don't know like 10, 15 years and then they come out like they don't have any actual skills because they've been in a box for the past 10 or 15 years and they've gotten three hots in the cot and then, you know it's a different it's a different motivation to that life knowing that that that's how you're going to live or that's how you've lived for a very long period of time once you acclimate to that the the reverse the 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 disacclimation the deacclimation process is not it is not as smooth as the acclimation progress if it even is is cap if it's if it can even be done you know because when you once you get used to that life you become institutionalized and and the concept of societal norms do not reintegrate with ease or like it's a a pathway for that shit, you know, because you're guaranteed to come out of prison older than you went in and you'll be a different individual by that time. So it kind of works the same way here. Like if, if you, if you, if you, would, if they got out of prison and it's like, there was a house waiting for them and a family and all that shit. And you had like, you know, a job lined up or all that shit based on some skills you learned while you was in prison. It doesn't say that prison is like the goal or you know, a, a, a intrinsically positive thing, but like one of the purposes of that system was to rehabilitate and to pre- pre- prepare you for your release back into society. So if slaves were able to do this, you know, even if they remained slaves, if they were able to do good enough at their duty to, you know, be taken care of whether it not be to the same standard as the whites or not, I would say if we strip all that unnecessary emotion from that shit, that's inherently beneficial. That's a good thing. It's a good thing for those people. Absolutely. And that's not saying slavery is good, but acquiring skills that you can be used later to to sustain you and give you the means to make an independent living is a is a objectively good thing. Proponents of this aspect argue that it is essential to recognize the strength, courage, and resilience displayed displayed by slaves during a challenging period in American history, and that's absolutely correct. And it's not that when you look at the at the strength and courage and all of that that you're shedding any kind of bad any kind of put any kind of shade on you know to to recognize the strength is not to say that it's not to justify slavery in any way but it's just to show that when you look back at where we've been and where we are now it definitely took strength courage and resilience you know and identifying with the victim aspect of that circumstance doesn't leave any room it it basically eliminates you from the strength, courage, and resilience camp. Because if you were a victim, you know, the high point from that is realizing that you overcome came it and got, got through it, which is strength and resilience. But you can't be the victim and be strong as a result of your resilience. Like you either gotta be the victim or you gotta be the you gotta be the the one who overcomes. So this is why arguing in favor of this sensitive ass shit 
this whole victim narrative is is stupid. They assert that some slaves develop highly specialized trades, providing examples like Crispus Attucks and Booker T. Washington, who found ways to benefit themselves in their communities of African descendants. Whether Crispus Attucks was ever enslaved is disputed by historians, and Booker T. Washington was free from slavery at the age of nine. So if this man in his young years had acquired some type of skill that he could take out in the world now that he has his freedom... If he had a skill that he developed while he was enslaved, how how does that work against him? So you got your freedom and you got skills that are viable and useful in terms of you being able to turn that into something that can that you can survive off of. Where's the inherent negative quality in that? Like he's not a slave anymore. We're talking about him now. He's he's got a legacy. I'm struggling to try to find out how this is contra like how's this bad? Kamala Harris strikes back. Vice President Kamala Harris has been an outspoken critic of the curriculum, denouncing it as an attempt to gaslight students. Kamala Harris is a gaslight. She delivered a passionate speech at the National Convention of the Delta Sigma Theta Sorority, Inc. in Indiana, expressing her concerns about the way history is being taught in Florida schools. And yeah, her stance is basically to say there's no, there's nothing positive, there's no positive spin on slavery no matter what. And if gaining skills that you could survive off of is the, is the, you know, is an aspect of slavery, especially if getting your freedom is tied into that, then what the fuck she says doesn't make any goddamn sense. Harris accuses those behind the curriculum of insulting students by minimizing the oppression experienced by slaves and emphasizes the importance of honoring history in its proper context. See, they're not saying that this isn't true either. They're, they're not saying that skills slave, slaves didn't get those skills. They're just saying that, that we don't like how that sounds. You know, it makes it sound like you're you're minimizing the oppression experience. Like, for one, so what if I am? I'm not eliminating it, you know. And if it actually happened, we should talk about it. You're the ones trying to mute history, especially if you're suggesting how it's minimized. Like, so what should we say then? What should we say? How should we say it? Y'all don't have that answer. I just want to point out everything that's wrong and have no solution to fix anything because that's never the goal with this kind of shit. It's never to fix anything. It's always to bitch. That's the goal. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, a potential 2024 presidential candidate, has dismissed Harris' criticism of the curriculum, attributing it to the Democrats' agenda of indoctrinating students with woke ideology. Once again, Ron DeSantis on the nose with that shit. He knows exactly what he's talking about. DeSantis asserts that Florida stands firm in resisting such efforts and accuses Harris of lying about the state's educational standards to further her own political goals. And I don't know that to be a fact, but I wouldn't question it for a second because she's an airhead, man. She has, she's not, she's not really, she doesn't say anything with any kind of depth or substance. It's just rhetoric. 
He firmly believes the curriculum should focus on presenting historical facts without ideological interpretations. And I agree with that. It should. You should not be trying to covertly instill nonsense into children. Just for them to like overtly fucking uh, install it in the, in the generation that comes. And next thing you know, we got a whole fucking fleet of zombies and dumbasses shuffling throughout this world. Because we was arguing over minor semantic details of of objective truths. Two members of the group responsible for establishing the curriculum standards, Dr. William Allen and Dr. Francis, Francis Presley Rice, have defended the language of the lessons. Good for them. They argue that the intent of the benchmark clarification is to acknowledge the specialized skills developed by some slaves and how they benefited from their expense. I mean, from the expertise, excuse me. And like I said, what the fuck is wrong with that? Like, what, what's wrong with that besides the fact that it assumed there was a good part of something good to slavery? Because if that's what the fuck you hearing, like, you're not good at processing information or what's been said. Like, you have a, you have a, a intake deficiency. The way you intake and categorize information is fundamentally flawed. And you need to go to like a, a Jiffy Lube or some shit or a Midas and get that shit looked at. They emphasize the importance of recognizes. Uh, rec- they emphasize the importance of recognizing slave strength, courage, and resilience, going beyond viewing them solely as victims as oppression. Exactly, according to Allen and Rice, a curriculum aims to provide comprehensive and rigorous instruction on African American history. Right. Florida rejected a proposal earlier in the year uh, about an advanced placement course centered on African-American states. Governor DeSantis called it indoctrination, which is exactly what it is. He he can't be more right. He uh, deemed the course as indoctrination, citing concerns about including lessons on black queer theory in the prison abolition movement. DeSantis maintained that the state's standards for black history should focus on presenting facts and historical figures, treating it as an integral part of American history rather than a separate entity. Several social media users expressed their thoughts on the incident. One ex-user wrote, This is so-called curriculum is a slap in the face of every African-American. Agreed. Another user wrote, This is utterly appalling. It was forced labor in captivity, not a trade school. Vile, wholly inaccurate, and I agree. Sinful. Who said it was a trade school? You see what I mean? Like, these people always... Anything you say strikes the nerve of like what can possibly piss them off. They just said they they acquired skills. I never said it was a trade school. Like you acquire skills just from like doing shit. Like if you if your parents made you mow the lawn and like trim the hedges in the backyard, like you gain landscaping skills from that shit. You know, it's not something you want to do, but it doesn't mean you were enslaved. Like you know. It was just not something that you wanted to do. It was what your parents made you do. But now you know how to make lawns look like look nice. Like it's fucking not they understand this shit. They they are purposefully not getting this. It's a purposeful, deliberate deliberate misinterpretation of of the discussion. Simply so you have some leeway to get all butthurt and be belly aching about shit constantly. And in the event that it gets you some results, in the event that someone powerful gives a fuck and can make a move that in, that's in your direction. That's all this is. This shit is race hustling. Kamala Harris is a fucking numbskull.
who needs to be she does not need to be in any any kind of position of power. She needs to retire and go home and hug her grandchildren or something and stay the fuck out of the national spotlight. You got off. You got what you got. Now sit down and leave the heavy lifting to the fucking heavyweights. Stop going around giving these rhetoric-heavy speeches that's just empty platitudes and, and gift wrap horse shit. Please stop. That's the show, everybody. Thanks for listening. I really, really appreciate it. Episode 42. Um, got mental maintenance coming up this weekend. We're going to be getting that back going since I ain't going to have to work. That's definitely going to be coming out. Well, most likely, I should say, going to be hitting out on the Saturday because I got to go to work Sunday. But, uh, yeah, be looking out for that. Uh, we got one more episode coming out Friday. Check the Facebook page, the Chico Demanwell Show. For the after hours live stream, get that in tomorrow as well. If uh, you know, I, I intend to. And uh, I'm gonna get some rest, man. It's been a long day. I'm glad I got this done. I'm always glad to get this done. This is this is what it is, man. I, I never get tired of this, and it's just getting funner and funner and better and better with time. I'm just it's a lot. It's so many benefits to this. I cannot complain. So with that being said, I'm going to let you guys go. Until next time, I'll holler at you. Stay frosty.